Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Before I get into what I think God laid on my heart for you tonight, I just want to give you the goal of what tonight really was all about. And I, I think I've already stated it in many ways, but you know, the goal of a Christmas service like this was really for, I guess, to, twofold. If you're a first-time guest, we'd love for you to come back. Um, that's always our goal. We would hate to, to have church in a way that it would turn you off. I hope you feel loved. hope you feel um, welcome. We hope that maybe you walk out of here meeting a new friend. If you are here for the first time, something you need to know about us is we're a brand new church. We're just getting started. Uh, my wife and I moved here during COVID. It's a great time to start a church, but God has been faithful. He's been so faithful. We had a dream in our heart for about 15 years to do something like this. And so lo and behold, God called us last May to move. And so we got out a map. We started visiting cities about a year prior to that and visited a bunch of cities. And we ended up here in Louisville. Uh, I had never been to Louisville prior to our first visit. I didn't know anyone from here. I didn't have family from here. I didn't have any friends here. We just got out a map and said, okay, God, show us where. And we didn't feel like a bunch of goosebumps as we were looking at that map. Honestly, we just started circling places that seemed exciting to us. So we got to Louisville and we had a great time. And third day in the city, we were standing on the Big Four Bridge. And we had a moment with God on the bridge and my wife started crying and just felt like she had heard from God in that moment. This is it. This is where God's calling you to go. And so we took a moment on a bridge. And from that moment on a bridge, we said, this is where we're going to plan ourselves. This is what we're going to give our life to, this city. And so Louisville, um, in, in the home sense, we weren't raised here. Uh, you know, this, this isn't where I was born. Uh, but this is my home more than any other place I've ever lived, more than any place we've ever been. Louisville is home because this is where God called us to plant a home. And that's what we want this church to feel like. We want it to feel like home. When you came in, the sign said, welcome home. That's our goal, that this would feel like a house, a house where you belong, where you're welcome, no matter what you've walked through, no matter what season of life you're in, no matter what you believe or don't believe or how good you are or bad you think you are, that this would be a home for all. And God's been blowing our minds last night. Saw four people give their life to Christ. And so that put us over a hundred people this year that have walked in the doors and given their life to Christ. What a miracle that is. I grew up in a church where I don't think I ever saw a hundred people give their life to Christ. And last night alone, four people, I think we're at 103 salvations for the year. It's blown me away. It's what we felt called here to do. We felt called to, to see people far from God, given up on God, enter into faith with Him. And so if you're in here tonight and maybe that's you, you're far from God. And that, that statement isn't meant to guilt you or make you feel bad, but you know where you are. You're just, you're far from God. 
I pray tonight would be a moment where you'd encounter his unfailing love. You wouldn't feel, you know, this condemnation. It's not of God. God is love. You would feel the love of a father just welcoming you in. So that's what we've been seeing happen in our church. You know, last night we did our first Christmas service and honestly, the room was packed out and here we are on December 24th and there's people in the room again when most of the time people are at home during a time like this. And so I just pray that God would honor your sacrifice and commitment tonight over the next few minutes and he would speak to you. You know, there's a scripture and we read it a while ago and I want you to just look at it again. And I love it. It's 700 years before the birth of Jesus. Isaiah prophesied for unto us, a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I love this because I don't know what you need tonight, but he's a whole lot of things. Jesus is a wonderful counselor. He is a mighty God. He is an everlasting father and a prince of peace. And a few verses before Isaiah prophesies this great truth of who the Messiah would be. He prophesies what it would look like when the Messiah comes. He said, the people that are walking in darkness, well, they're gonna see a great light. The people walking in darkness, they've seen a great light. And on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Our theme this Christmas was simply, let there be light. Let there be light. And if Christmas is anything, it's more than hot cocoa and presents and Christmas lights and elf sweaters. While all those things are so amazing. I love Christmas, but if we're not careful, we'll, we'll think that that's all it is. And Isaiah reminds us that the world is a dark place and there is darkness in this world. But Jesus, Jesus is a bright light. And you know, I'd be remiss in here to think that everybody in this room just has it together. See, whether there was five people or 5,000 people in this room, the one thing we would all have in common is we all walk through seasons of darkness. You might not call it darkness. It might take on many shapes in your life. It might look different. But we all walk through seasons or moments of darkness. Maybe it's the darkness of abuse that you're walking through. Something happened to you that you never thought would happen to you. Somebody said something. Somebody did something. And here you are wrestling with that. It's the darkness of rejection because you put yourself out there again and you tried dating again and you got to that date only to be stood up or only to never get a call back again. It's the darkness maybe of frustration and questions that you have, 
questions that you have about God and about why. Why is this happening in my life? Why is this happening in my family? It's questions you have when a loved one gets sick and maybe it's the darkness of a loss this year or family member you thought would be with you forever has passed away. Maybe it was a, something you saw coming or maybe it was something that happened in a moment they caught COVID or cancer, something and it can leave us in a dark place. It's a darkness of maybe some lost hopes or dreams. You thought you'd be further along in life. You thought you'd have it all together by now. You thought maybe you'd have the car, you'd have the house, or the family would be what it should be. You thought that relationship that had went estranged years ago with a brother or sister, and now here we are 25 Christmases later, and you're still not talking, and you still don't want to be around each other. You know, those things, those darknesses that we can walk through, they can leave us feeling hopeless. It can rob our joy. It can suck the life out of us. And maybe you're in here tonight and you've got it all together. May this message be for a time in the future because there will come a moment where you'll need to remember this night that while we all walk through seasons of darkness, God wants to take the darkest parts of your life and he wants to bring the light of Christmas into all of those areas. And so if you've walked in tonight and there's any moment where you're like, it just feels dark. May the light of Christmas shine. You know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter two that darkness covered the face of the earth. And as darkness covered the face of the earth, the spirit of God was hovering over those waters. I love that wherever darkness is, the spirit of God is as well. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters and then if you put it on the screen for me here in verse number three God looked at the darkness and he said let there be light and there was light see what you have to know about God is he is the creator of light but not only is the creator is he the creator of life but he is light he is light First John says this, this is the message that we've heard from him and declare to you that God is light. He's light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. I love that, that we can have hope that though the world may feel wicked, and though the world may feel dark, and though there may be situations in our life that feel like seasons of darkness, God is light. And so we see light coming in. A few 
verses later, we see darkness doing what darkness does, trying to rear its head back into the world and sin enters the world. And through Adam and Eve, and if you've been around church, you've heard the story. I don't need to go into it tonight, but sin enters the world through Adam and Eve and God says, it's okay. I've got a forever plan to bring light back because I am light forever. Darkness cannot extinguish my light. And so I will bring a permanent light into the world that darkness cannot win. It thinks it's one in this moment, but I will have light back in the world. And so as we look at John, John's version of the Christmas story, and it's one that we don't often look at, if you think of the Christmas story in your Bible, the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, most of us read from Matthew and Luke, the Christmas story, and it's full of, um, you know, wise men and hay and manger and all those things that we depict when we depict what Christmas is and this beautiful nativity. And you look at the book of John and you think, John must have just skipped out on Christmas because there is no manger and there is no hay and he must have been asleep during that time. But John saw it different. What he saw was not just the what of Christmas and not just the look of Christmas and wasn't just describing how Christmas felt that day. It wasn't just a historical account of the event. What John saw is the person of Christmas. He saw the who that was coming in that day. And John says this in John chapter one, and it's so beautiful as we look at his version of the Christmas story that in the beginning was the word and the word already existed and the word was God. And the word was with God. And here's what you have to know what the word is. In verse number 14, it says the word became human and made his home among us. See, Jesus in that moment robed himself in flesh. He made his home among us. And he was full of what the Bible calls unfailing love and faithfulness. I don't know if you're in here tonight and maybe this is your first time in a church or maybe you walked out on church how Jesus has been described to you. But let me re-describe who Jesus really is. If Jesus was here, he would not be holding up a sign, picketing, condemning you, judging you, making you feel bad tonight. No, he would be in the room and he would be full of unfailing love. It's who came in that moment. Unfailing love robed himself in flesh and faithfulness. Faithfulness that no matter what you're walking through, he'll never leave you or forsake you, but he'll always be right there. And so that's how he describes Jesus. And it goes on to say he existed in the beginning with God. And then in verse number three, it says this, and God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. And verse number four says, and the word Jesus gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. See, it was God's plan to restore light in the darkness. And verse number five is so beautiful because he goes on to say this, and the light that shined in the darkness that came at Christmas 
would be a light that darkness could never extinguish. And so the hope of Christmas is this, that no matter what you're walking through, no matter what darkness you find yourself in, there is a light that can never be extinguished that is here for you. I think if I were to have a takeaway, it would be this. Jesus came to be our forever light in the middle darkness. It's who he is. He's a forever light. He's a forever light for you. You may have given up on Jesus, but he'll never give up on you. You might be in here tonight questioning him. He loves you. He wants to bring light to you. He wants more for you than you want for you. But here's the challenge tonight. And the challenge is this. And I want to look at Genesis 1-3. Again, the challenge is this. Will you let there be light? You'll put that on the screen for me. And God said, let there be light. I was thinking about that in my message and I just thought that's what it is. That's what we have the opportunity to do tonight. To let, to let there be light. You might think it's just a, a little word that doesn't have a lot of meaning, but that word let packs a powerful punch. If you look at the definition in the dictionary of let, it's this, to permit to enter, to give opportunity to. This is what I want to ask you to do tonight. This Christmas, would you let there be light? Would you let there be light in your depression? Would you let there be light in your marriage? Would you let there be light in your frustration and your questioning? and your hopelessness, will you let there be light in that dream that you thought is never going to come to pass? Would you let there be light in the abuse and the rejection? Because here's what I found. I found that it's amazing. It's amazing what a little bit of light can do in the midst of darkness. It's amazing. See, you may walk out of here tonight and here in a moment, I want to give you an opportunity to respond. And I'm just going to ask you to do it between you and Jesus. We're not going to call you to the front or make you stand or anything like that. But 
give you an opportunity to respond to what was said tonight. For many of you, it may be just as simple as raising a hand saying, that was for me. And it may feel very insignificant. In fact, maybe tonight you got a little bit of a feeling, a nudge in you where you're like, I, I think that was for me. And it may feel like just a little bit. But that's okay. See, tonight wasn't to impress you, but to help you. It wasn't to give you, for some of you, you're gonna get all you needed. You've been praying for this. You've been expecting this. And God is gonna flood in like a hurricane into your life tonight. But for some, you're just feeling that still small voice. But it's amazing what may feel insignificant to you tonight, what may feel little to you. It's amazing what a little bit of light can do. If you'll just crack it open a little bit, Crack open your heart just a little bit tonight and let it in. I believe God can do something significant. Would you bow your heads all over this room? You know, if you're in here tonight and you would say, I'm far from God. In fact, I don't even have a relationship with him. I once did, but honestly, I've turned my back on him. In fact, I don't think I ever have. If that's you tonight, you know, the Bible is, is simple. It just says, anyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? It's an eternity without him or apart from him. You know, heaven and hell is a real place and we don't talk about it a lot anymore. But the truth is, sir or ma'am, one day you're going to spend an eternity somewhere. You get to choose, honestly, where you'll spend that eternity. See, it's not God that chooses where you'll spend eternity. Honestly, it's you. You either choose Jesus or you don't. Tonight, it's a simple opportunity to just say, Jesus, I choose you. I call upon you. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus, your Lord, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so if you're in here tonight and you're like, that's me, I, I need Jesus. Nobody looking around, I want to give you a moment to just let the light in. In a second, I want to ask that if that's you, that you just slip up a hand. And the hand is not necessarily for me, while it's nice to know that God is moving in the room. Honestly, the hand is for you. Because when you raise the hand, what you're doing is you're saying, I'll let the light in. You're letting there be light. And so with nobody looking around, so this could be a private moment, I'm going to ask if that's you tonight and you would say, you know what, I'm far from God, but tonight I'm ready to let the light in. I want to ask that you just slip up a hand at this time. Just slip it up. I want to pray for you here in a minute, but 
you slip up a hand, and as you do so, it would just be an acknowledgement, Jesus, I'm letting light in. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I see your hand. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Let there be light. Let there be light. If you're in the room tonight and you would say, there's darkness in my life right now, I wouldn't describe it that way, or I wouldn't have described it that way before I came in, but honestly, it's what it is. It's just, it's some things that have been holding me back, but tonight I'm ready to let the light of Jesus into them. If you would be so brave just to acknowledge that you're walking through something right now and you need some light, I'd love to pray for you. So again, with nobody looking around, and this is for whether you're saved, whether you know Jesus as your Lord and say, this is for all of us. If you would say, you know what? There's just some darkness in my life that I need the light of Jesus to shine brightly in. If that's you, I wanna ask that you just slip up a hand. I'd love to pray for you know who you are. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Put your hands down. For all of those that just raised a hand a minute ago, would you pray this with me? Would you just say, and you don't have to pray it out loud. You can just pray it in your heart. Just say, Jesus, tonight I'll let your light in. And I pray that a little light make a big difference in my life. Tonight, I acknowledge that you're the light of the world. And I make you the light of my life. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for everything he's done for me. And right now, Heavenly Father, I give you all of me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, everybody. Hey, do you receive that word tonight? If you do, would you just clap your hands just as a sign of just, Father, I receive it. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.